Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com. And on Instagram at Little Empire Podcasts. You're going to play that dastardly intro again. Ow! This movie's still fine. There's a Coley 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 One of the guys that goes screw. One of them's a hottie. His name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp. And his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Episode 38. Recorded live in Melbourne, Australia. My name's Guy Montgomery. And my name is Tim Bat. And we are just leaving Tim's lovely hotel room here at the Downtowner on Ligon Street. The Comfort Inn. As we go on a quest to somehow make this conversation about the abomination that is We Are Your Friends even remotely interesting. All right, we are leaving the hotel room. We've just finished the watch. Tim's Flip that sign off so we oh, can get yeah. some room service. And by we, Tim does mean exclusively him. I'm not sharing a hotel room with him. It's not room service if it's just the turn down, eh? Is that what it's called? When they clean your shit up. That thing. I don't that's know. just that's bog standard hotel fodder, mate. So I'm not used to How it. How swanky are you, by the way? Lifestyle I'm not used to. Yeah. You got shades on inside. You're staying in a hotel. It's not the Tim Bad I fell in love with. No. <laughs> it's a brand new me, mate. I'm just trying to be my best self. Can can you blame me for that? I can't and will not. Oh, and it is a brisk but bright and crisp uh, sunny day here in Melbourne, Australia. I would Tim. estimate if the if, if I yeah, yeah. was the human thermometer, I would say the degrees is 16. Yeah, and i got to tell you, I'm wearing pants, uh, closed toe shoes, a t-shirt and a hat. I couldn't be happier with my outfit choice, and I love this temp. I love 16. Yeah, 16's the shit. It's, it's that good kind of 16 where when you get in the sun, it's about 19, yeah. but the rest of it is 16, Absolutely. and it's a still 16. You can do anything you want at 16. Not a breath of wind. Um, Tim, it's roughly 10-something a.m. Yeah. First thing I did this morning, 10, I got up, and much to the chagrin of myself, <laughs> uh, I first, first point of order was getting up. Come to your hotel room to watch We Are Your Friends. I remember last week I was complaining uh, loudly to anyone who would listen that I don't enjoy this being the reason to get out of bed. And yet here we are, round two. Well, round 38, really. <laughs> yeah. um, it hasn't changed. We were very rude to the movie this week. Yeah, we were exceptionally disrespectful this week. But at some point, 
there's got to be a cutoff in every relationship where you just don't take anymore and you kind of assert yourself a bit. And we certainly did a bit of that this week. To be honest, bro, and, and let's kick off with this, it was just so fucking lovely to hang out with you yes. for like a full hour and <laughs> Wasn't a half. It? It's just it was great to have you back in my life because yeah. while the Skype calls do facilitate the necessity of us watching the film together um, once a week every week, this is a it's it's just a better vibe when we're together, you know. I think also when when we're uh, when these reunion episodes whereby we've spent time apart and we we do get back together, I think that's why we're so rude to the movie. Is it's like. <laughs> It's like you're seeing a friend who you haven't seen for a while. And they're kind of... Well, and yeah, then also, oh, and yeah, there's that, like this third... Pre- like, yeah. somehow they weaseled their way onto the invitation yes. list. And it's like, oh, like, we still... You don't want to include them in the conversation, but you kind of have to include yeah, them in the conversation because they're, they're there. That is the perfect analogy. And it's analogy. just like, figure it out. Yeah. No one wants you here. <laughs> yeah, I'm hanging out with my friend yeah. who I haven't seen in a while and we're trying to catch up. Jesus. It's a cool bird, eh? Yeah, it's a real cool bird. Um... It's just fucking uh, abide just a few social graces. Just use your common sense. Yeah. I wish the movie would leave at this point. But um, but the good thing was that uh, I had my good buddy Guy Montgomery there um, to keep me company through a watch right. We started week. off on chairs. We yes. finished watching in the bed, on the bed. On the bed, not in the bed. Not that's in a, the bed. That's, that's a different, different kind of watch. My shoes were on the whole time, for those of you who are wondering <laughs> how intimate it got. And I, I tell you what, I love fucking with my shoes on. And today was no exception, Tim. When I rolled you over, as Zakoli rolled Somali over. Oh, come on. And I slowly said, bite, I said, bite your lip. It's too and early. And you said, I will not bite my lip. And I early. said, well, tally ho, gents. It's not even noon, guys. It's not even 11 yet. It's too and early for this kind of And yet we've drunk a beer. Yeah, we did have a, a lovely cold Leo, which I bought a six-pack of yesterday. Chucked it in the fridge. We actually, we tried to record a friend zone um, the day before yesterday and didn't because I couldn't find the cable that connects the microphone to the thing that records what the microphone picks up. Turns out it was in my suitcase the whole time. You know, just a a classic worst idea goof, isn't it? That is us. It's canon. Man, if we had our own IMDb page, the list of goofs on that thing would be bottomless. It'd it'd be... Remember that time when we um, kept going for walks and like losing the recording? Oh, dude, I certainly hope. Let's go left. I okay. certainly hope that's not oh, what's that happening. Oh, going here. straight. Hold on, good buddy. No, 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 keep we're, coming. Oh, we're dead. The other thing is, um, let me paint a picture for you guys. So we're walking the streets of downtown Melbourne at the moment, and we're tethered together because um, we're both talking into microphones that are connected to the same recording device. So it's uh, kind of a symbiotic, yeah. almost astronaut type relationship that I feel with you at the moment. We're heading for, uh, I think it's the Carlton Gardens, or maybe the Fitzroy Gardens, whatever it is, uh, there's a big floral show on, a lot of old people walking around in oh colourful clothes. Oh my god, that, so my hotel has been overrun like a zombie apocalypse by the elderly, who just shuffle around early in the morning banging cutlery too loud for me, and, and just wondering out loud about where they're supposed to be why, and where they What do you mean are. banging cutlery? On, I was awoken this morning... Well, I kind of woke up of my involution because I'm a bit off the time zone here. But at quarter to seven, it was just so much cutlery rattling around. Well, you know, th- that was probably room service. They walk around with a big bag of cutlery every morning in that hotel you're staying in. <laughs> cutlery. Bring out your dead. <laughs> yeah. Bring out your dead. Get your cutlery. Yeah. And all of them poke their head out. They go, what? And they go, get your cutlery yeah. so you can cut open a flower. I don't know. 
That's what you're trying to do there, tie all the things together. Yeah, I was. Get, you're getting warmed up, aren't you, Monty? I am. You got a well, show. Well, the reason we're here is, is uh, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, Yeah. which means that you, lucky listener, can look forward to a cavalcade of guests who will make sure that we centralise our focus yeah. in discussing the movie. When, when, <laughs> Not when, today, though. <laughs> yeah, we left our own devices. We will do anything but... Yeah. Uh, take a left here. It is a beautiful gardens. What I don't like though is that this is like a um, it's like a world heritage site or something. These gardens. I saw it on a plaque yesterday when I went for a walk, and they've closed it off. It's normally open to the public, but they've closed it off for this Melbourne International Garden and Flower Show, and it's thirty bucks to get a ticket for one day. Well, thirty dollars. Can only imagine. That's what all the old people are doing in my hotel. And the beauty by the way. of the flowers in there. There was a, um, I, I looked in yesterday and there was something called like, what was it, Achievable Garden Avenue, which I think is like, you're going to see a lot of fabulous <laughs> botanics in this here display, but we're going to give you something that's actually attainable. So, yeah. this, is, this is the plebeian version of what you can realistically you do with your budget. You don't pay $30 to walk down an avenue of Achievable Gardens. Nah. I don't go out for a meal to have a chef serve me something I can cook at home. Exactly. Here's spaghetti on toast. We call it the achievable meal <laughs> yeah. for the common day pleb. Uh, this is a bad business model, chef. Imagine if you went to an art gallery and the stuff on display was like, you can make this. Hey, well, I've been to Momo. Whoa! Very fancy. I think we're freaking out the elderly now as well. Yeah, well, we are walking past the side of the garden display and just a couple of boys more or less shouting out loud, holding a couple of big booming microphones. Oh, that's all good, big though. Big booming Barry tones. That's all good. Uh, Did you see I've, I've swapped up the um, the foam cover, the yeah. windsock on there, so it's no longer a bright and eye-catching yellow. Yeah. And much, it's now a more subtle a black. A much more subtle black. Which is good. It helps you blend in, which is you kind of want everything on your side when you're talking about we are your friends for the 38th time you in do. downtown Melbourne. You've got to make sure you've got everything on your side, Tim, star of the show. Who was the star of the show this week? Johnny Depp, without question. Oh, words I never thought I would hear escape your mouth. Well, let's go through it. Johnny Depp is the um, king drug pin, which seems to drive a lot of this plot. He's also the connective tissue to Paige, which is like the main antagonist in this film as well. And I would hasten to add that he's probably the reason why Skrill dies. I so mean, you, that's, that's definitely the case according to Jarhead and probably the case according to me because he seems to be the uh, main drug runner of so the crew. The st- by star of the show, you mean the guy... I, I was sort of looking for a, a standout performance, but you've, oh, you've seen through... No, 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 yeah. better yet. You've seen through that and yeah. have, have, have a, a, a new take on... Not a new take, but you've seen the film through a different lens. You think that he's the catalyst for the... I think he's the literal star of the movie. Like, it doesn't mean that he did a good performance or that I like him, but it means that he, th- this is his movie. It's, Do you think of it's all... It's the Johnny Depp show. So when all the actors got the script... Yes. He, his Johnny Depp getting to play the role of Johnny Depp, that yeah. was the juiciest... He was the most excited of all the performers. He was like, fuck, I'm going to have a lot of fun with this. Yeah, and, and well, if you read the script 38 times, because sometimes it takes you a quick minute to just, like, get on board with that truth... The thing is, you can be easily dazzled by the fact that there's an A-lister in the form of Zac Efron in this yeah. film and like get tricked into thinking that he is the star. But it's not true. It's Johnny Depp. It's very interesting from to me. Till dawn. Who do you think, of all of the, the key performers, the lead actors uh, within the film, who was like, just hanging on by... Like, who was the most pumped to be there and just sort of like out of their depths, just hanging on? This week, for me... 
It was Paige's girlfriend in the brunch cafe oh, scene. She um, was pumped to be there. <laughs> she was real pumped to be there. She doesn't get a line, unfortunately. She just sort of... No. Well, she's metaphorically a female character in the world of We Are Your Friends. <laughs> never a good position to be in, no, eh? it's a very weak entry point. <laughs> I assume, though, that she seems like the kind of person... I'm not sure what I'm basing this on. That, that's, that's maybe the best credit on her IMDb page to date as well. And it's credited, like, presumably... And not page. even a character name. I mean... Because if you gave her a character name in the credits, then no one would know to whom you are referring. But if you called her Paige's girl or Paige's brunch partner... I guess it could be Paige's girlfriend because no one else occupies that space in the film. We know for a fact Paige ain't... He ain't... You can't tie that man down. He is busting to fuck constantly. How good is the city, by the way? We're just walking into the... um, what is it? We're walking past the IMAX, IMAX in the Melbourne Museum. But it, yeah, it's the Melbourne Museum. Middle of Carlton Gardens. God damn it. It's, they know how to do public spaces correctly in this town, eh? I gotta say, and it's a young, it is a young town. I think it's only only been around since 1840, but they've really established themselves on the, you know, they've got a great grid system in place. It's really easy to get around, know where you are. A lot of great public amenities. Beautiful river, the Yarra, which and I've been swimming in every day. Every, how is that treating you? Well, I'm pretty sick, Tim, but yeah. uh, it feels good to get wet in the morning. What kind of sick are you coming oh, down with like, as a result of the uh, Yarra? I don't know. What I think just blood poison. I just, I'm quite weak. You got Yarra fever. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you got. That's what they call it. Um, what I like about this town is they build everything out of brick. You know? You like that? I love it. I love a bit of brick. We don't do that in New Zealand, I think, because we're positioned um, so much on the Pacific Rim where all the volcanic volcanic and um, seismic activity happens that brick's not always the best idea. That's interesting, eh? Maybe it was just cheaper to build shit out of wood. I don't know. Look at these fucking people filing in. Is this for the garden show? I I promised my delightful partner, Sophie, I said, we will go to this garden show at some point during our time in Melbourne. And to see both the demographic and volume of people <laughs> waiting to enter, I immediately regret. Did you know the price? Did you know the price as well when you made that? Commitment? No, I didn't. I didn't know anything about it. I was just like, I keep going every year when the festival's on, this yeah. flower show's on. And I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, I would love to see it. Oh, so this was driven by you. What was the um, promise to go to the flower the, show with yeah, your well, partner? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was like, fuck! I, every time I want to see it. All right. But the Jump issue a is, fence. Do you suffer failure? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's fine, I think, if you have those ideas and dreams and you keep them inside. But once you say them out loud to someone, mm. you're beholden to your own promise. I actually reckon that's the only reason I do anything in life. Because you told someone you would? Yeah, exactly. If, if I didn't left tell your own anyone, devices? Yeah, I would, do no, I would be probably still playing Grand Theft Auto Five ah. since it came out. Why wouldn't you be too? I don't, I don't know if it equals a happy life, to be honest. It's one of those things where you go... In the short term, it's very satisfying, you know, but in the long term, you kind of don't really have a life. You just so, very careful GTA here. Fun. You are blowing the lid on the entire gaming industry. <laughs> it's a, no, fra- no, no. a fragile no. industry. It's, no, no, no. It's like anything. It's got its place, you know what I mean? It's got its way. I, I had to truly make the decision to, to stop gaming because I wanted to kind of um, cultivate other areas of my life. Because I tell you what, man, I get on that buzz... Yeah, I, I give it a lot. I oh. give a lot of time. I give a lot of alone. attention. I think anyone. Yeah, I I I uh, had to stop owning a console after university. I was like, do you know what is a huge impediment to my quality of life and ability to do anything? Is this fucking Xbox 360? Yeah, 
I just love Madden. I love it. I love it's, it. It's a good timestamp on when you went to yeah, it is. tertiary education as well. I think about that. It's something this movie I don't necessarily know will suffer from, but I think modern day movies, with the rate at which technology is advancing, yeah. it's so difficult for them not to date themselves. Like You kind of need to skirt around the use of phones and technology. Oh, fuck yeah. If you want which to they re- do not skillfully pull off from no, where your friends. Well, I mean, the OC to me was so cutting edge at the time and if you revisit it the fashion and phones are hysterical <laughs> and what what era was the OC that was like mid 2000s early right? to mid early 03? to mid 03 03 was sort uh, of yeah that sounds about right I was watching point? it in high school mm. just being like god damn what am I doing growing up here in Christchurch New Zealand I belong on the orange county on the on the coast was that seriously your takeaway from that series no, it wasn't. I hope not, because it didn't look like they were leading very happy lives. They were full, uh, they were fruitful, but I don't know if they were, like, happy. They weren't the happiest, no, they weren't the happiest people. You get, what you can hear in the background is the... Misha Barton killed a bunch of... Oh, she uh, killed someone, didn't she, in the She end? killed Ryan's brother, Trey, and it wasn't even at the end. It should have been the end. I think a lot of the diehard fans consider that the end, but I stuck around and finished the remaining two seasons. Was this shit after that? Was it two seasons after yeah, that? Yeah, like, I think even Marissa left the show, and then they developed a character who was her younger sister. I can't remember her name, but she wound up dating Chris Brown, who played a band geek, and boy, oh boy. At the time, he was kind of this butter wouldn't melt in his mouth, quite lovable R&B presence. He had mm. that breakout single, Excuse Me Miss. Yeah. A beautiful, chivalrous song. Mm. Uh, oh boy, he was the, deceiving us. Isn't it interesting how time has a little, you know, mm. a lot of surprises in store for us? Absolutely. Not all of them good. Far from all of them good. Yeah. Um, so who, in your mind, was the star of the, the star, film this time around? Star guy? of the show. Tim, you know, I thought you'd never ask. Uh, and yet here I am asking. Richard, son of Tanya. He doesn't <laughs> cool. get a lot of screen time, but what he does with it is incredible. First of all, he didn't even have to be at the record of her dialogue when she was on the phone to Zicoli at Gold Star Realty Solutions. It was meant to be just her and Zicoli. Uh, they were going to just edit in, you know, gen- generic child noises in the background. You can, you can, kid, I can almost hear people in the back of my mind saying, we'll do it in post. Yeah. I can hear them this saying kid, it. All of six years old said, absolutely fucking not. I'm coming to set. If I'm in the scene, yeah. I'm on the scene, you know? And he shows up and he gargles and he makes all sorts of childlike noises. And then the day they show up to record at Tanya Romero's house, who brings his own pencil case, his own colouring books, his own spreadsheets? Richard. What a pro. Yeah. Great great on set. He was. Real he joy was to work actually, with. He also was in charge of unit. And uh, I think Maximum Joseph in the production got into quite a lot of trouble around child labour laws for getting a six-year-old to take care of all the cast and crew's meals. And uh, also, I mean, Richard made a lot of people very sick. He served up a lot of Play-Doh spaghetti. A lot of people were vomiting for a long time. That's why they missed out a lot of key scenes, which would have made the movie a stronger overall offering. Is that what happened? Yeah. They put a charge, a kid in charge well, of like, uh, craft, of the kid, craft table, yeah, and kid, he was busting out bloody Play-Doh donuts for everyone. This kid loves showing up to work. He's yeah. got a great attitude. Everyone's excited when he's around. He's a positive presence. Let's fucking see what he can do in the kitchen. And he's six, you guys. This isn't Junior MasterChef, this is a film set. Mm. You shouldn't put a six-year-old in charge of unit. And yeah, he made everyone very sick. Yeah. We're now sharing a pathway with cyclists, and I realise that <laughs> as we're walking two abreast, yeah. we're probably going to create oh, a few problems. Wow. Hey, That's I right. mean, 
we've got to take should we, t- we, t- we, should we go over the road here. Oh, sure. We just got to make sure we don't get hit by one of Melbourne's famous trams. Yeah. One of the Although, other. what a great way to go out, you know? They've got these warning signs everywhere, which is a rhinoceros atop yeah. a skateboard. Which Why is, is Melbourne's main <laughs> unit of measurement in terms of weight and force I, a rhinoceros? I fucking love it because what it's showing you is that. In spite of the fact that it's going slow, it definitely will not stop when it hits you, much like a rhinoceros on a skateboard. Uh, a rhinoceros is capable, I think, of hitting speeds on land of up to 40 kilometers, which is pretty quick. And secondably, I know you're meant to be the big marriage expert. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, your wife is dead. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. <laughs> is that a Friends reference? No, Friends isn't capable of that. That is, oh, t- wait, who is Tobias Fulke. Oh, that's right. That's, oh, my God. I missed an AD. That's okay. Yeah, um, no, that was bloody good. That, that's, I love that joke because it's so much darker than any other joke they made on the whole show just every season. <laughs> Tobias missing oh, it completely. Boy. David Cross, do you reckon he came up with that line himself? Or do nah, you think the that writing was on that show was so tight. Yeah, that's true, actually. That's, that's that was got... my entry point to David Cross. And then like, I discovered Mr. Show and his stand-up, and I was like, wow, he was really playing against type very convincingly yeah, here. yeah. Fuck, his stand-up is so good. I love it. He's He's got this great special, I can't remember the name of it, where he starts off having a date in a restaurant and then someone runs up to him, to his table, and goes, oh, David Cross, David Cross, hi. I've just, um, it's my brother's birthday and we're just having a few friends across the road. I wonder if you could just come and like say hi, maybe tell a joke and uh, it'd, it'd really make his birthday, it'd really make the night for him. And he goes, oh yeah, sure. And he, he walks in and it's one continuous shot of him walking from the date across the road into the venue and then he just starts the special all in one continuous shot and it's fucking... No cheats. No cheats. It's so impressive. It's so awesome. You've got to be pretty laxed to be at a level where you're like, yeah, the way I'll start recording my special in front of a thousand people yeah. is in a restaurant yeah. over the road. Like, and I mean, even... 
Even the camera crew would have to be pretty fucking confident that <laughs> yeah. that's going to work out. Do you know what I think uh, podcast listeners love? What? Comedians talking about comedy. <laughs> Boy, if I know one thing about the podcast listening audience, it's that. For sure. I love it. They gobble it, yum, yum, yum. They gobble it up. Oh, uh, boy. We're about to hit the iconic suburb of uh, Brunswick. Well, we need to turn back then. Oh, we got a phone? No, I've got internet on my phone. <laughs> okay, I see. I and have... i got a set of headphones, so we can take the meeting. No, no. I, I don't know about that. You well, want to turn back? I feel hey, like hey we're guys, just we're it. pulling back the curtain now. We interrupt this boring chat about comedians talking about other comedians to bring you Admin yeah. from Tim and Guy. We've got all the best flavours of the podcast this week. <laughs> hey, you know what we do need to take care of, though? Let's let's get to the paperwork end of things. Okay, please. Six, seven, eight. Getting sentimental with James Reed. That's never been more in sync the last six weeks. Yeah. It's good to have you back, baby. I haven't... Listen back to any of our attempts at singing that garbled theme song. But Neither I have I, to be honest. I sync, I sync the audio up at the start, and now I just push it out to the net and let, <laughs> let, the, let the taster decide. Hey, this is a great cafe, by the way. Should I give him a plug? I know its name. If you want. If you're ever in Melbourne. Do whatever the fuck you want, bro. Check out Grub. Oh, I love it. Um, so, let's get to the business. The thing I noticed this week was that the MacBook Pro box is inside of a bag. Yeah. And my belief, upon watching the film for the 38th time, is that inside the MacBook Pro box is going to be another bag, in which is another box, in which is another bag, oh, in man. which is another box. And do you know what's in that tiny little box at the very bottom of the third bag? What? Like leftover Chinese takeout. Yeah. Like a small, kind of, quite a wet noodle dish. Uh-huh. And James Reed was like, oh, like I gotta drive this home in my nice car, I don't wanna get Chinese noodle juice on the leather upholstery. So what does he do? Puts it in a bag. And he's like, it's quite a thin, flimsy bag. I'm not feeling so good about this. Puts it in a box, puts it in another bag. By the time he thinks to give it to Zicoli, mm. can I tell you this, Tim? Yes. That is rancid. The that, Chinese uh, food's no good. That's right. It's pretty much dated horribly. It's going to make him, if, if Zicoli eats even a mouthful of that, he's going to get violently ill. It's very distracting. We're really going multi-platform discipline there. Tim was recording a video of us as we were talking. Just trying to get a lovely photo of us oh, walking good. the streets. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think... He's taken, it's a box and a bag and a box and a bag and a box and a bag taken, with Chinese at the oh, end. Oh, sorry there, folks. <laughs> How bad. He's taken... Aren't they fucking friendly here? They are. They're lovely people. Bloody Aussie cobbers. Um, yeah, he's taken every precaution he can to prevent leakage, mm. seepage, yeah. spillage. Yeah. Fuck hey, you, Tommy right, Little. Hey, we're just saying how friendly we're you guys are. We're on the are. clock! <laughs> That's uh, by just Australian comedy icon Tommy Little. Thank God. Host of Australia's Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, I didn't recognise them in three dimensions. It's okay. It's brilliant. Hey, check that out on... I was uh, going to go with the Astra network, but I can't remember which one it's Australian on. Australian streaming platform. Yeah. G'day, mate. Yeah, good how we things, going? how are you? 
Oh, I tell you what, it's like the clipboard theory, folks. If you're wearing a hard hat and you've got a clipboard and a high-vis on you, you'll get all-access entry. If you're walking around too abreast with microphones attached to you, people get will treat you good. A lot of Australian people very curious about what you're doing. And but trying just, to get their slice of the 15 seconds we're currently enjoying. <laughs> and we're on the wane, motherfuckers, so back <laughs> off. Get out of my mic space. There is an ever-diminishing spotlight for us to occupy. We couldn't possibly fit you yeah. in for a moment. I'm sorry. You know, two-thirds of the way through grown-ups to short. Get on the microphone. Have a good time with me. We're ascendant superstars. <laughs> Two-thirds of the way through, we are your friends. These boys are the most flaccid bodies limping their way to the finish line. But in spite of that, trying to milk every last juice, oh, yeah. every last drop of juice from that decrepit orange <laughs> that we possibly can. you can. imagine the confusion of a farmer who's like, all right, love, just out and milk the cows. And he milks one of the cows, and it's just juice, straight juice. Orange juice? Yeah. Fuck, that'd be hog wild. Daisy, what have you been eating all my oranges for? That's you, not how it works. I so reckon, if you eat oranges, you don't shit or piss orange. Well, humans don't, but I don't know how cows work. I know they've got a lot of stomach, so That's maybe true. it's a different thing. What would be amazing for me is if you got um, cows to eat a bunch of oranges and then there was some sort of process that happened in their eight guts where it turned it into booze and it came they got out four like... Guts. Is it four? Fermented yeah. orange cider. Yeah, so, yeah, cider. I guess it would be a kind of a cider, wouldn't it? In my head, it was like a um, like a vodka cruiser. <laughs> like an RTD, as we call uh, them in New Zealand. Real sugary. The word fermented is thrown out there. I'm like, oh, it's a cider. Right. I don't know why. I always think of rice wine. Can I share something with you, Tim? I'd love it if you would. Oh, <laughs> haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah, you're welcome. For those of you who aren't here watching us live, which is all of you, I just got a lovely little kiss on the nape of my neck from Guy Montgomery for... A good reason. Yeah, and the reason is... I'm in love with you, dude. God damn it, <laughs> just say it. Come uh, on, give me this. I will tell you this. Yes. You're a real piece of shit, Tim Bat. Oh, no, you're still in my ones. <laughs> um, no, my shining light, if I may. Yes. I made a note of it literally as soon as the film started because that's how early I found it. I also knew if I chose a shining light at the start of the film, I could have a slightly more relaxed approach to engaging with it throughout. Had it. So Coley, it is known, could have run track at UC Davis mm-hmm. uh, and... Apart from the fact that they show him running a lot in the movie and he is in fantastic shape, there's never really been enough um, supporting evidence for mine to qualify that statement. Yet on Watch 38, what should I discover? Tucked away in the background of frame as he builds another terrible EDM track. Yep. But two, count them, two. Those. Track and field trophies. Mm Mm-hmm. In and out of focus, mostly out in the background of frame. And I was like, fucking points to you, art department. That's the sort of attention to detail that's going to set this movie apart. Those set dresses, they have a good time, don't they? You know, I would argue that we are the most set dress positive podcast. Yeah, (laughs) set dress positive. I like that. Uh, On the market. I think you could be right and it's important to have your niche it doesn't matter what it is you've just got to occupy something you know what we're occupying set positivity that's right we love it what My, was your sheening leet I'm so glad that you asked Guy Jesus Christ what have we encountered 
Uh, looks so. like a Look at that. There's a sign that's saying everything is free. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the case when it's all garbage. Quite there, a big statement. We've just walked, um, we were in the middle of a, well, basically a tip. And uh, would you call this suburban Melbourne? It's sort of like downtown, but also suburban Melbourne. And there's just rubbish everywhere with a sign saying free, help yourself. It but says that everything is, is free, which is bigger than a statement pertaining to the garbage they've left on the streets. It's a philosophical it's statement a broad of philosophical intent. philosophical statement, exactly. I like that. Um, <clears throat> look, let's not beat around the bush here, shall we? Let's get right to the heart of the matter. I don't have time for it. Let's dig in. I don't have time for it for a let's start, can I tell you that? Get rid of all of the baubles and the, and the trinkets. I feel as you're describing what we're getting rid of, you're putting more of them in the way. Let's cut through it. Let's cut the red tape. Let's slash regulation. Yes. And let's get to the bones of what we're here to talk about, which is my shining light. Let's ignore all the things in our way trying to distract us. Let's get rid of the noise. Let's remove the clutter let's from our lives. Cut through the racket that is taking place on these Melbourne streets and let really it. get down to the bare bones of it. If I may. What was? Let's get in. Let's dive in the pool. Yep. Let's take our trunks off. Let's get nutty. And get hit by a tram. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. Let's get really in front of that moving rhinoceros on a skateboard and just throw caution to the wind. Those more modern trams, they go faster. Yeah, they do. They go faster than the oldies. It's coming from a man who's driven into a tram. Well, the tram hit me, but I have had a car crash with a tram. Was that in uh, the South Island? It was in Christchurch, New Zealand. Now, please, Tim, if we may cut through the baubles, the bush, the trams, the tram cleaning network of Melbourne City. The beautiful architecture, the beautiful people. The grass, the garden show, the tennis courts, the Carlton Gardens, and get down to the nitty gritty. Yours, please. When James Reed from The Feelers and Zach Efron, the crying DJ known as Zakoli, are engaged in armed combat in a bathroom at a strip club, the altercation is kicked off by James Reed punching Zakoli once in the face. Yes. Zaccoli's reaction to this is not to shy away from the fight or even to defend himself in the least. It is not to cower or try to make his way to an exit. It is to stand blindly in the exact same position he was in before the punch to the face. And I've got time for that. Yeah. It's, it shone through the movie for me. It's a baller move. No doubt. I think he was just... And the question as well is, did you fuck her? And Zakoli doesn't say anything, and then he gets punched, and then James Reed from the Feelers asks again, "Did you fuck her?" And then he gives a little smirk, and he gets hit in the face for yeah. the second time. The smirk's cool. We've talked about the smirk before, but I think it's very intimidating when you're getting beat down. Mm. I haven't had the pleasure of doing this. I've been punched in the face once before. Um, <laughs> oh, let's take let's take it no, to no, that. No, no, we don't have on. time for that. But I wasn't. Surely we do. I wasn't nearly as cool as Zakoli. How old were you? Twenty-two, maybe twenty-three. Did it take place at a sort of party? A uh, no, no, no. It took place just off Queen Street, Auckland, New Zealand. Did you know the assailant, or was this a random? Uh, sort random. Of an oh, that I was sucks. mugged. Oh, mate. Oh, this rings a bell. Actually, I think maybe you have mentioned this. There were lots me. of them, and I was trying really? to. I was trying to reason with them. Bloody! I said, "Give us your phone," yeah. and I said, "How, how about I don't?" <laughs> Or more or less. I said, oh, come on, guys. That's my phone. And then they punched me in the head. And oh, I was like, okay. Man. And they were like, give us your wallet. And I was like, guys, that's my wallet. And then one of them threw a cinder block that crashed into the wall like 10 centimetres next to me. And I was Jesus like, there's my Christ. wallet. And then they dispersed. Is... 
that's for I got punched when I was about um, how was I about 21 I think 22 in Auckland as well there you go with that uh, you know who I was with who two mates of ours who won't mean anything to anyone else uh, Barnaby and Ryan Ah. We, all, we all got fucking decked by a big group of. Uh, I would love to cunts. see Ryan getting. Excuse decked. me, excuse me, I'm so sorry. No, I no, no, that. you really went hog wild there. I'm sorry about that. I apologise. You should beep it so that people don't know what oh, offensive like, word you use. They know. They know old Timbo's <laughs> language by now. They know his lexicon. No, it's a problem. Um, hey, well, yeah, I mean, and you can probably relate to it as well. Then, to just stand there and be like. It doesn't make a difference how many times you punch me. I'm sweet with it. Yeah. That's a fucking stare down, dude. That's intimidating. Yeah. That, but it can kind of probably backfire because if yeah. you're in a group situation where people have something to prove to their mates, they're yeah. probably going to come at you twice yeah. as hard on that second hit. Yeah, I don't like that. It works in a one-to-one scenario, I think. Which That's what is Zicoli weird. applies. Zicoli, yeah, brought it to the fold. So, yeah. There you yeah, go. It was good. It was, it was my shining light. We didn't do a no butt. You got one. I wanted, to, I wanted to open the floor to one. Oh, I see. You just wanted to know if I spotted any improv. Correct. Or impro, as they call it here in Australia. Really? Yeah. It's, it's got, got a weird. V, dude. Come well, on. It doesn't need to. I mean, it's an abbreviation, so technically they're doing it right by taking off an extra letter. But yes. impro sounds dumb to me. Well, then why don't we call it imp? <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> just, a clarity factor to it. Or just I. Uh, no, but... Look, dude, I was... Paying the movie so little mind this week, <laughs> what you're asking of me is frankly unreasonable. Given that you were with me in the room, yeah, as I was disrespecting the movie, dude, this is what our friendship's based on. I like to um, challenge you and I like to stretch you out, yeah, it's true. At one point, I was stretched out, I was lying on the bed, I pushed my tummy up as far as it would go, so I looked pregnant, yes, and I said to Tim, Touch my tummy, poke my belly button, and yeah. you recoiled in disgust, yes, I did, which I think is a perfectly normal response to that request. Yeah. Considering the circumstances, I think I did good. Did the right thing. It's interesting what what this project can do to a, do to a friendship, do to a man, do to a woman, I imagine. Yeah. Do to anyone. It's just not right. It's not cricket. But here's the no but this week, folks, and I'm so glad that you're as pumped as I am to bring it to you. Um, there is a moment in the film where Zac Efron's character, Zicoli, gets punched in the face inside a bathroom at a strip club. And the decision that the actor made in that moment was to not flinch from the first punch because he knows that a second one's coming. And I just thought that it was such a, a powerful bit of impro. I'm using the local... Yeah, you're, um, you're using the local vernacular. Local lingo. That it really just... It, it stayed with me. And I was very impressed by it. I was taken with Zac Efron's choices that he made in the moment. And I'm glad that on that particular take, everyone was doing their job correctly. Lighting was on point. Makeup had got Man, his cuts sorted. Dude, there's so much opportunity in the filmmaking process for something to go wrong. Oh, totally. So to get, as, as well we know. To get an improvised take right yeah. on the roll. Yes. Hats off. Bravo. Brava to the crew, to the cast. To all the Josephs. Maximum, minimum, and all in between. To the young team who were in charge of unit for We Are Your Friends. And to the paramedics who had to come in. On very short notice, very early in the morning, and haul out 50% of the cast and crew who were violently ill. Mm. Hats off to everyone involved in the production. Hats off to you, Tim. Cheers to you. Also, Guy Montgomery. Guys, we're going to have to wrap up, um, but 
let us use this platform and opportunity to say that we're both in Melbourne, so please come out and see us. That's absolutely right. Uh, Tim, your show is called Ladies and Gentlemen. Mm. I believe you're playing in the neighbourhood of Collingwood. Yeah, you got it. Uh, if people want to head along to that, how can they do it? They go to timbat.co.nz. That's great. Or Z. Maybe you're American. Probably are. I've seen the stats. Uh, but then it's probably not relevant for you, so I, I stick with right. my original pronunciation. If you want to see my solo stand-up comedy show, it's called Let's All Get in a Room Together. And if uh, you look up Guy Montgomery Melbourne, you'll find it, or you can head along to my website, guymontcomedy.com. And more than that, and excitingly, because we've been teasing this for a few weeks now, oh, yeah, we are doing a live episode of the podcast while we're here in Melbourne during the festival. It's going to happen at the European Beer Cafe on Sunday, April 9th. If you head along to our Facebook page, you can join the event. And more excitingly, we're going to be joined by special guests from Boners of the Heart, Rose Matafea and Alice Snedden. The worst boner of all time. Get your tickets, they're only 15 bucks, and it is going to sell out. So you want to jump on it. Look at the professionalism on this guy. I got the goods, baby. You sure do. Um, until next time, folks, we're going to be recording a lot of shit in Melbourne for you. We're going to try and pump it out oh, to you. Just yeah. get, get in that factory. Get ready, eh? yeah. Make sure if you haven't subscribed... Do it because <laughs> what the fuck would you listen to the odd episode of Worst Idea of saying. All Time? <laughs> if there is anyone, it could just be one person. Get on it; they're going to yeah. get better. All right, take care, everybody. Bye bye. This movie's still fine. Zakoli One of them dies. That guy screw. One of them's a hottie. His name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try... That's the first line. The first line. Oh, no, 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 no. It starts in the dinosaur times. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, but all all movies at the moment start in the dinosaur (laughs) times. I think that's, yeah. You need to set the context for your movie, which is... Dinosaurs were around, and, <laughs> and then they all died. Well, we need to know if this is a movie in which dinosaurs exist, or is this like a, a religious, like sort of movie made with a Christian slant? Where well, a few movies we like see that the, at the moment. world being created. There's a new in movie, Slammer Jammer, I think, which is a big Christian movie that's out about basketball. Right, and that so will, that not, will start, not start in dinosaur times. <laughs> that starts six thousand years ago. You've got to put it in Adam now. And Eve. <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.